All right, ladies and gentlemen, so the season for Orange County ended a lot sooner than we were hoping for. Uh, and now we got to figure out uh, what to do on this podcast for the next uh, few months here. Uh, I'm sure we'll figure some things out, probably take a little vacation. Who knows? And we'll talk about it in just a little bit. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. And it's in. Darwin Jones with the response for Orange County. And it is a massive one. Austin Bold dominant in the last 10. Forrester in the middle now. Gets around a few defenders. Forrester with the outside of the foot. What a strike by Harry Forrester. It's the opening goal for Orange County. Has it now. Back post. Opportunity and a goal. A beautiful goal by Orange County. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. Follow us on Twitter at OCSC underscore SoccerCast or on Facebook at Orange and Black Soccer Cast. How's it going, Orange County? Welcome to another episode of the Orange and Black Soccer Cast presented by Roughneck Starbs and Icarus FC. We are the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans and supporters, all these people back here. I'm your host, Ray Samora, and I'm with you almost every single episode except for that one time where I was just too sick to uh, join the other guys on this podcast. And uh, I'm here to take you through the journey uh, of talking about Orange County Soccer Club with these two gentlemen. First, let me bring them on here. The guy that holds the record for most appearances on this podcast. That is Dylan from Virtual County Line Coalition, I guess. Dylan, how's it going? It's a fair way to put it. Uh, I love being that record holder. I will wear that until I die. It's on my resume. It's not actually, but I'm great. I'm glad to be here. Um, you know, obviously not the end of the season that we really wanted, but still here to talk some soccer and I'm glad we got to go out on a positive note. It's always nice when uh, you can at least end a season, although that last match didn't really mean anything to either of the two teams other than pride. Um, but it's nice when you can at least get a victory at the end or to end the season so you're not sad the whole offseason uh, or upset or whatever you may be. Let's move it on down south, uh, the five to San Diego. Alan from San Diego, who's with us pretty much the last two seasons now. Alan, how you doing, man? Um, you know, stuff, things, sportsing. Um, yeah, I mean, it's disappointing. And I, I know we talked about this before. It's, I, I would have liked to one of the Southern California teams, not LA to make the playoffs. Um, but at least, um, you know, Orange County went out. Uh, they played well. They took care of business. Um, a good lineup. Some kids got to play. We saw some exciting future for Orange County. So there, I think there are some positives to spin out of it. Um, obviously, it's never doesn't feel good. Um, but you know, the cliche is you know only one team gets to win, and everyone else goes home unhappy. Um, you would hope to not do that, but you know, at at this point, you know, you got to look at you got to pick up your positives where you can. And I, I think the coaching staff has some. Good info to build from next year. You're muted. Well, everyone, Ray's been on a great 
run this night tonight. Just constantly. Getting- I have been. I have been. I'm trying because I'm typing and stuff on here. I don't want you guys to hear all the typing noises uh, while I'm looking up information while Dylan and Alan are, are discussing their thoughts. So I, I muted myself. I forgot about it. I apologize. Um, this is uncharted territory for us as a podcast. Since we've been a podcast, Orange County has been in the playoffs and we've had stuff to talk about at this point of the season. Uh, now we're sort of in this con- confusion or disappointment or sadness that means Orange County's not in the playoffs. Although I think we can all agree and understand that this weird season, um, maybe you can put a little asterisk next to it uh, because of that. I don't know, Dylan, what are your thoughts? No, I mean, every team in our group played 16 matches. So we kind of have to just say we weren't good enough, which is very true. Did not every team. You know what? You're right. 14 and a half. San Diego played 15 and a half. And if you look at the end result, then they, I guess, I think technically played 15. I think they get, it's 16, but technically they. 16 and they just get the three no law it's a met basically we weren't good enough um and with that result coming before the final day it hurt that much less the pressure was really off um still sucks i guess we can't say that we're the the good luck charm for this team anymore maybe it's because i decided to tinker with my prediction methods midway through the season i think once i switched things up and went for more realistic predictions we started struggling so I blame sure Dylan for, for forcing me or, or or putting it in my head that it was wrong for me to make these five nil predictions. You know, I'd blame a lack of scoring, but you know, you do you, Ray. Hey, but we did score that final match amazingly. I mean, dude, Chandler Hoffman, what a uh, way to end the season, right? Let's just let's go to that match since that's the more positive match to look at, right? Uh, Chandler Hoffman in a span of, I think, uh, I can't remember what the ESPN plus stream was saying, but it was like a span of like 12 or 15 minutes. He scored a hat trick, something yeah. of that nature. Well, technically it was 27 minutes, right? Because you do count the ones that he played before that, but uh, he scored in the 17th, 21st and 27th minute, which is a 10 or 11 minute hat trick, depending on how you count and what second the goals were scored in, because I don't remember. And I believe I, I I didn't go back and check the tape, so I don't. I, I'm just trusting what ESPN was telling me on the stream. It was a righty, a lefty, and a header for his hat trick. So yes. um, I believe that's what. What do they call that? Like a perfect hat trick, perfect or something like that. Hat trick. Yes, uh, he's the second Orange County player to do so. Uh, can you name the other one? Um, I'll I'll, I'll let you sit and steal on that one for a minute. If anyone has it. Throw it in the comments or tweet at us. Go to the comments. And if you get it right, Dylan will will uh show your I'll glory. Give you a socially distant high five. Yes. Um let's uh let's talk about uh where does that put uh where does that put Hoffman for the goal total for the year it, it, ranking for the team? Who has the stats in front of him? Do either of you have that in front of you? He had I to don't. jump up to like like top like four on the team at that point. Yeah, he's probably the third. It would be Ugo, and then it should be Aiden, especially because yep. he put in the pen in the 92nd. Yep. yep. And it should be Chandler. Yep. Cammy. Then, yep. Look at this guy. I think Rob scored one. No, he had a shot on target. Um, there's a couple with one. Yeah. Hey, but we'll, we'll give you props. That was, DJ. Pre- that was pretty impressive. That, right that was pretty impressive. DJ's uh, one, yeah. So, Coleman. 
Kevin Coleman is correct. <laughs> How many do I have left? Uh, this only goes to six players total. Um, oh, okay. So I got them. So the, the, stat, the stat I found, uh, yeah, Orange County scored 18. That's 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. That's it. So, oh. Let me ask this this all-important question here really quick, and I'll go to you first, Alan, since Dylan just showed off. Um, yes. Uh, so Chandler Hoffman moves into third place on the – season scoring list in a span of 10 minutes um what are your thoughts on that is that impressive or is that a little <laughs> sad that that happened and he was able to move that high on the list in that span of 10 minutes oh uh yes and no like yes because obviously a, a player scoring three goals probably shouldn't be your third highest scoring player um but that's also why you kind of brought him in is to score goals um, yeah, you'd probably like to see a higher total from a DJ or a Coleman. Um, I think what DJ was nine goals last year, if I remember correctly, or 10. So you were looking for maybe five in a shortened season. Um, but I, I mean, your, your three is fine. I mean, but it's also like, yeah, you scored 18 goals total. Um, that's not great. Um, not 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 great. I mean, same. They scored two goals less than Portland Timbers two scored. Yeah, um, it's less of a slide of Chandler, I think, and more of a slide of our team. Because if you look at it, Chandler really didn't play for a long time this season. So not bad. I think we were talking about it on that last game. Uh, we were texting each other uh, throughout the match and. Um, I think I brought up the question like, man, what would it have been like? Or did we need Chandler playing more? And I know he was dealing with injuries, not quite fit most of the season, which is sort of uh, sad there. And, you know, we saw a glimpse of Harry Forrester those last two matches, someone that the, the team probably missed most of the season. Uh, although he has mixed reviews from the prior season, he did look like he was dedicated coming into this season, um, came into the team in shape before COVID threw everything uh, into a cluster mess and then um, got injured and we missed him for most of the season. Um, you know, Thomas and Voltson not uh, being able to return back. Uh, we understandably not able to return back to the team for this season with, uh, you know, being in, in Europe and the birth of a new child. Um, so yeah, it, it's, 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 it's a mixed bag there. It's, it's weird, right? I, I want to be happy for Chandler. It's awesome to get a hat trick on your last match of the season, but the fact that it pushed into third on the scoring chart for Orange County uh, really, really makes me sad. It really makes me sad, uh, especially because I think we were all praising how well this team is going to be able to score coming into the season with all the attacking, uh, quality attacking players that were brought onto the roster with the return of DJ, the return of Aiden Quinn, uh, the development of some of these other players. Uh, I was anticipating a high, high octane offense, and it ended up. Um, other than that last match of the season. Yeah, a little bit I'm more sure, diesel. I'm sure that last match of the season totally skewed the goals per match um, numbers for Orange County. So uh, it's going to look probably better than it was, in fact, for the season, which is sort of uh, difficult. Um, what do you think on that match? Is, is, is that match – does that match show what Orange County should have been able to do this season? Or is it one of those matches where Vegas is also already out of it, so they're probably not giving it their all – 
Um, and you're now inserting some of these young players like a uh, um, Francis Jacobs and Kobe uh, in their in the back, um, Kobe Henry in the back, getting opportunities to showcase their skills in the final match of the season to maybe potentially uh, move on to bigger and better things. Let me go to you, Dylan. I, I know that was a long, drawn-out question. I, I have no idea what yeah, I was I asking. Kind of you to what the question is, but I think it's: Do you think um, Orange County? Do you think the game should? Do you think that game is representative of what Orange County should have been? Yeah, when you attack as much as Orange County did in 2018, um, you you tend to leak some goals at the back. I mean, look at what happens if you play, you know, really attacking play. Um, sometimes teams sit back with two blocks of four and um, play some low block footy and just play it right over the top of you and you can see a couple. That's probably what we should have been year-round. If DJ was in good form and if Ugo, um, I think, got a little bit better service sometimes, um, if Brian Olosky had a shred of form, uh, if Kevin Coleman was able to stay fit, if Chandler Hoffman was able to stay sit, fit, if DJ was able to stay fit, yeah, I think we do that. If we don't play two banks of four, I think Aiden Quinn um, – and I, I talked about this last week, I think, or if very not, he played like this in the LA game. They pushed him a little bit further up forward. And rather than pushing as a box to box, he comes out onto the left wing when Orange County's in possession so he can swing crosses in. Um, saw that. I think if all of these things are going well for us, yeah, we probably score three goals most games, especially when you play Vegas a handful of times, especially when you play Los Dos a handful of times. Instead, it's like 1-0 in the 10th minute, and then you have to hold on to a lead for 80 minutes, and that's really hard to do. And then a guy will switch off for five seconds, and that's all it takes. So, yeah, that's what it should have looked like this year. Can I say this? It, it was that last game in Las Vegas that we saw Aiden Quinn playing higher up in the pitch than we had seen him most of the season. Um, so can I now get my congratulations for being right that if you push Aiden Quinn higher up the pitch, we're going to score more goals, Alan? No, I mean, cause, co uh, causation or whatever correlation doesn't mean causation. Um, I, I think if you like really dig into some of the stats, um, I'm going to ignore the second half because, you know, half the time you're, you're down a man. And so stats get a little bit skewed as far as possession. Um, Vegas had the more of the possession in the first half outshot Orange County had more shots on target. Um, yeah, Orange County had as close, according to Sofa Score, one big chance. Uh, but I think you know you you have a, a player who um, who just kind of plays and gets. I don't want to say gets lucky because that's not the right term because that's definitely not the right term. But I think he just has a stretch of play where he just plays really well, um, and you kind of ride that a little bit. But this is the first time Orange County has scored more than two goals in a match. Uh, and if they are average this game for the first half, you might look a at a uh, two two draw even. Um, I I thought the Seth Kasipli red card kind of is a little bit of a bad taste in your mouth in this match. Um, it kind of skews it a little bit to like meh could have been better. Um, 
I think there's definitely some some good things to take from this match, especially, I mean, Vegas put out a pretty good lineup. Um, that Raul Maniola goal, it, I mean, no one's stopping that. He just opens up his hips and bends it around, and it was a great goal, and you got to tip your hat. So it wasn't like Las Vegas was like just laying down. They were they were trying to play, um, and you know, Orange County just happened to have a guy who put three in in a couple minutes and uh, rode the game out. Um, I thought Francis Jacobs looked pretty good. Um, the back line was fine. Uh, there's a couple little blips here and there, but a better than they've looked before. Uh, attack looked fine. But, I mean, the way that Orange County's been playing, and even in this match, it's like they were a play-in team uh, in a regular season. And that's where they ended up. Unfortunately, they also happened to end up in the division with like I think Orange County and San Diego are the two highest teams that didn't make the playoffs this season, so that's what you're up against. You're up against you know a good team in Phoenix um, and a team that um, was able to put some wins together when they probably shouldn't in LA. And uh, you know you're looking at Orange County would have been a play-in team this year, which is fine. They probably could have won that play-in match. Now you're in the playoffs, but um, a little bit of bad luck here, bad luck there injuries um yeah it was just kind of one of those seasons where you know last year a ball bounces the right way in a game and you get a win uh orange county had that happen a few times but i think more often than not they were you know kind of unlucky and snake bitten like there was there was a couple chances uh, in the games you know that the ball probably hits the back of the net more often than not but you kick it right at the keeper or there's just guy makes a great defensive play and you know you don't get, get that point um, you brought up Francis Jacobs made his professional start first professional start for orange County in this match. I, I think, um, I don't know if it was I that brought it up or we discussed it. Maybe it was, a uh, we were trying to determine will Francis Jacobs start. And I think uh, this might've been off the air. might've been on the air. I think Dylan, you were saying against Vegas, that's a little scary to do. Um, but he ended up making his start. Um, and like Alan said, he looked pretty good out there. Right. I mean, uh, for you know, a 15-year-old making his professional start, first start, I know he got to run onto the pitch for like 20 seconds a few matches ago. This is the first time he's actually playing in a game. He looked composed. He looked comfortable out there. And he was pretty solid for the area he was in. Would you agree, Dylan? Absolutely. Um, you know, he had the experience of, of Aiden Quinn next to him. And I think that one itself pretty well to him being comfortable and knowing that if he got into trouble, he could lay it off to someone that was either going to be five yards um, inside of him or, or five yards behind him at any given time. So that was, he was really, really solid. I think he was one of the better performers on the team. He definitely outplayed Kobe. I know Kobe had a couple mistakes um, and they're pretty big mistakes that ended up getting us punished. But, you know, if you think about it, we have like a high school of children on our team right now. And quite a few of them made appearances and the majority of them did well. Um, look at what Raymond Dry did, you know, gets in 30 seconds later, he draws a pen. Um, Francis just looks solid. Like it wasn't pretty, right? He's not going to be scoring goals on his debut. He's a central midfielder. He's not going to be making last ditch blocks or anything. Just did his job. And 
and was slightly noticeable as a result of that, which is probably what you want out of a central midfielder. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see how he continues to not necessarily physically grow, but that would be cool. Um, but how he grows on the pitch and, and grows as a professional uh, heading into next year. So uh, apparently Dylan wants uh, Francis Jacobs to end up looking like Adama Torre or whatever his name is out there in, in the English Premier League. Um, is that right? Amazing. I got it wrong probably. Yes. Big old buff dude that can run fast and, and get up and down the pitch. Um, let me ask you, uh, um, Alan, Yep. would you say he put in a good showing and it's going to be catching the eyes of people around the world or soccer scouts around the world? I mean, maybe. I mean, 83% passing accuracy. Um, unfortunately, he did lose a ground duel. Um, so he's not perfect anymore in his duels, but he is still perfect in aerial duels. So that's um, that's a big uh, step up. Um, I mean, if you're comparing him to um, uh, an Aiden Quinn type of deal, uh, he put in you know half the passes, but about the same accuracy. Um, long balls, about the same accuracy maybe working on crosses a little bit. And that's one thing Aiden Quinn does really well is some, some key passing out of that position. Um, but I, I think, you know, he put in a good work. You, he didn't look out of place. He didn't look like a kid out there. He looked like he was right there in it. Um, and sometimes when you see those younger guys going out there and making their debut or uh, it, they look a little bit like in the headlight or deer in the headlights, but, you know, he looked like a professional. He put in a professional shift, uh, gets subbed out, um, <laughs> maybe could have gone a little bit longer, uh, but gets subbed out. And I think he put in a good shift. Uh, and now he just has a foundation to build on. I don't think anyone's expecting him to blow up highlight reels, uh, but he put in a good shift. He, um, ankle breakers FC. Yeah, he put in a good shift about again against a team that's going <laughs> to be a little bit chaotic and try and uh, to put you off of your game and your pace. And, you know, statistics are what they are, but I think the eye test shows you that he's going to be a, a good soccer player um, where what level he reaches is still, there's still potential and potential is a dangerous word. Uh, it's a bad word in some circles because it means that you're not there yet, but um, I think he did fine. Yeah. I'm excited but to I mean see where he it's, I'm sorry it's to sim- there. <laughs> you know, I'm just, it's just similar to kind of where Aaron Cervantes was. Like, he, you put him out there, you see how he does. He start, Aaron Cervantes started out really well. Um, and then he has, you know, he's not a number one yet. Um, and I don't think he, I think he has the tools to do it. But, you know, you think two, three years from now, um, if the kid's this good now, uh, he's going to be just better in a couple of years. Let me ask you really quick, just to, to piggyback off of what Alan said here, like the potential sometimes is a scary word, but for a 15-year-old making his first start, is potential a scary word to put on a 15-year-old um, just starting his career? Or is that a, a legit term that you use for someone like Francis Jacobs? And, and it's not a, a negative or it's not a, a, a something that uh, should looked at as being a bad thing to call him, uh, Dylan. Uh, I mean, 40%, that's not a real statistic. The majority of the people that he's playing against are 10 years his senior. So potential is fine. If we're talking about his potential in a decade, 
like that's a little worrying. Like what is a like like a Freddie Adu, right? I mean, that was you know. I mean, you, you hope he doesn't follow that path sure. that that Freddie Adu went. Well, he's a lot more physically mature than Freddie Adu. He's not being pushed to a level that he's probably not personally ready for. Um, that pressure isn't on him. The United States team isn't asking him to go and be a hero. They're not doing this to Christian Pulisic levels, um, which is great. The biggest thing for him for the next, I would say, year or two, maybe even three because he's only 15, is get that experience. Um, go out and play and just get used to playing at the professional level, show up to training, give 100% every week every day in training um pay attention to the video and stuff and then in a couple of years when you're ready and it's it's time for a scene a change of scenery move on um i think aaron like alan said he's not quite at that level to be a number one yet in the usl but i think he's been here for three years and i think for him to really kick on it might be time for him to start looking abroad he's 18 I think um, with some real, real high pressure on him, um, he'd thrive, I think, with the kind of attention to detail that a really big club like a Rangers would provide. Uh, he would do well and, and develop further. So I think that's kind of, right, that's the pathway. Get guys here, teach them how to be professionals, bring in experienced guys, teach them how to be professionals, let them grow as people, uh, let their bodies grow let him jump up the next level. Well, dude, I mean, I, we had Aaron on a few weeks ago and I think he mentioned Rangers as a really like high level goal for him to get to that level, get to, get to uh, make a, a roster with them or get to them and, and grow as a soccer player. And, and again, that's where this partnership with Rangers works out really well. And you get opportunities for someone like a Francis Jacobs to showcase what he's going to be able to do. And again, what were we doing when we were 15 years old? I, I don't think any of us were, making a professional soccer start at a, as a 15 year old or even close to that. And I don't care if you were playing high school soccer, that is nowhere close to being a professional soccer player at 15 years old. Right. So um, you got to give props. And I, I think talking with Francis, uh, even a few weeks ago, um, he seems like he has that drive. He wants to get to that level. He he's not content with where he's at. He wants to get better. He mentioned what Barcelona as a, as a dream scenario where he'd want to get to. And, uh, you know, you like to see that in a young player that you're labeling with, they have potential, but by putting, you know, seeing them talk about these, these goals that they have and, you know, hearing what we hear from the club, that these players are actually really working hard to get there is good to hear. And, you know, hopefully, uh, these players, they, they help orange County grow and, and then they move on to bigger, and better things, which would be pretty awesome. Um, so let's talk about uh, the end of the season. Um, we're going to get into our player ratings uh, in future episodes here in the in the next few weeks, where we go back, go through, and and rate the players. We didn't do a ballot for season awards this year like we've done in the past. I think this whole uh, COVID season and not being at the stadium and all this stuff threw everything into craziness for us. So we didn't really. Um, get that out there. So I apologize, but we will be going on to social media, maybe running some polls to see what y'all think and, and sharing that information in the next few uh, weeks as we go through this stuff. But I want to give a grade for the team for the season, uh, you know, traditional school grades, A, B, C, D, or F, um, and, you know, sort of give a brief 
reasoning behind your grade. Uh, I'm going to let you guys choose who wants to go first on this because I am i didn't prepare you guys for this. So this is sort of unexpected. So you didn't get to get some notes, some stats together or whatnot. Uh, it sounds like Dylan might want to go first because um, he's unmuting himself. Well, Alan put his finger to his nose. So okay, goes. go Alan. I go first. Oh, go Dylan. No, it means I go first. I don't first. care. I don't know the rules of nose kids? pointing. Do you not do nose goes? No, we don't do nose goes. Oh, bummer. We do that whole thing. Uh, one, two, three, not it. Not it. That's so loud, though. But it's funner. Nose goes, silence. It's more fun. Works better on podcasts. It's funner. It's funner. Go, Dylan. Anyway, honestly, I have to give us a D. We showed some capability. That's undeniable, right? We had We had good two matches against Phoenix. We looked decent through some other matches. Looked good against Las Vegas, which is not saying much, but you know, the majority of the time it just wasn't there. And expectations really high for this team. And just because we missed out on one player for most of the year doesn't mean that we're suddenly absolved of guilt for falling well, well, short. Alan asks if we're grading on a curve. I think we're slightly beneath passing if we do that. But yeah, I'd say like D. You know, that's a little too harsh. D plus. Just say not passing because we didn't make the playoffs and this is this is a playoff team. Um, um I like I have two minds about this. Like I, I think if we're comparing about compared to where we think Orange County should should have been at the beginning of the season, like if we're grading against here's where you should have been and here's where we ended up, like I I would agree with Dylan that a D is very appropriate. There were couple nice moments, uh, a couple of key wins, um, some nice, amazing, beautiful goals, a hat trick. Um, so there was some like positives. So I, I think if you're grading against like how well Orange County did in the league, I would say a C. They were very average. Uh, they weren't amazing, uh, but they weren't RGV. They weren't um, Timbers 2. Uh, they weren't... Um, the Miami FC. The Miami FC. And they had tons of talent too. Like if you look at that team, they were stacked, but it just never came together. They never put that talent together. Uh, so I want to be harsher because Orange County didn't make the playoffs, but I I think that average teams don't make the playoffs in a system like this, unless you're in a group of non-death, um, which I mean, I would still San argue Antonio. that. I would, I mean, I would still argue that San Antonio is a good team. I would argue that Tulsa is probably a good team. Um, and if Orange County's in one of those groups, they might be able to make the playoffs because you're, you know, you're playing against teams that can't win. Um, but I think, you know, you're 10th, 9th or 10th out of, you know, what is it, 18 teams? You know, I, I think that's pretty average. And I'm going to go with a C. Man, you guys are you guys seem very nice, and uh, we saw Andy, our super fan, uh, on YouTube watching live. Thank you, Andy. Uh, are you going to say that they minus. deserve an F? He gave me we're, we're being nice. Don't get me wrong; like they need to get their cell phone taken away. There's like no electronics for a month till they get caught up. Like there's some punishments, but this by no means is a bad team. It's just disappointing. Like we're not mad; yeah, so we're just disappointed. This this is the team I think in academia that gets they 
Right. They earn a D plus, a D, whatever. But, like, this is the team that's going to office hours a couple times. They're having a rough time because of other circumstances or the subject material or just, like, this particular season or semester. It's, it's really difficult for them right now, but they're trying. So they had, I a, think, baby, they had a baby mid-semester. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you know what? They, they still made it work. They did some outside uh, independent study, uh, and it didn't quite come off. Things happen, you know? There were some complications or whatever, but... So Alan, they get a they get a C minus from the teacher because they put the effort in, not not the D, because they ask, they still me, deserve me, credit for the effort they put in. Don't let me ask them. you a question now. Let me do it, teacher man. <laughs> Alan, let me ask you this question. So, if one of your students is gets pregnant in the middle of the semester, you go lenient on them. I teach middle school, man. Like, <laughs> oh, we hope that's not happening. I actually did. I, I have had a former student that got pregnant in the middle of the year as a junior. Uh, and she participated in the band as much as she could until she, her, uh, till it was time to have to her baby. Yes. And she like, so she did what she could in the capacity that she could do it. And uh, props to her. She's currently, I think in the army, she's stationed in San Diego, has a couple fantastic kids um did you fail her no of course not um you're too nice i mean here's no. how i feel about it if you put in like if you do work and you do all of your work even if it's bad work you're not like you don't get zeros like you you get something for your work you give okay. me something i give you something That's let me give I you my grade school. yes you guys you, i think you guys are just like uh you know postponing this you don't want to hear what my grade is because i I gave you an idea of where I'm leaning to because I said you guys are being too nice. And Andy is definitely being way too nice. Here is here. I'm going to give you my my reasoning and then I'll give you the grade. We ha we went into the season. All of us agreed that this is a playoff team. This is a team that should be competing for the USL Championship Cup. Um, they they it was it was one of those teams where we're looking at. They got to at least make it to the Western Conference Finals again, if not the USL Championship Finals. They they brought in quality players. They drew that very first match and then they go in and get four points against arguably the best team in the USL at the time, Phoenix rising FC. Um, and then it goes downhill from there based on the expectations that we all had. And I think almost every fan, I can probably even guarantee the coaching staff, the players, the front office all had the expectations that this team is a team that needs to be competing for a championship, which means at the minimum, you must make the playoffs, regardless of the scenario that you're in. So the fact that a playoff championship caliber team missed the playoffs, um, I have to give them an F. That this this season, they get an F, that they fail. And, and I get it. I'm being very harsh on this, but it, it was because of the expectations that not only the fans – but I guarantee you, if we get a chance to ever talk to anyone in the front office or the coaching staff or any of the players, they will all agree that heading into the season, the it was it was, you know, finals or as close to the finals as you can get or bust. And if you don't get close enough to the finals, it is a failure of a season. That is why I have to give them an F. And and you can hate me for it, Dylan. I know you want to like chime in here and give your two cents on this, but I've told you the reason behind it, and it's because. This team was expected to be 10 times better than where they ended up in the season. Go for it, Dylan. What do, do you, you remember what we said in July when they figured out how this season was going to work and they announced the groups? We said that Orange County should make the playoffs 
but we could see a team like Los Dos sneaking in because a team like Los Dos always does some seedy stuff. Um, usually it's like some random score, a, like pick up a one nil lead, like win off of a team really high up in the league and park the bus for 90 minutes and somehow get off with it because you have a team full of 16 year olds this year. They went with a different route where they maybe did that, but I don't really think so. Cause they got steamrolled by Phoenix and just went with like the racial abuse route, which apparently works just as well. Um, at least it does right now. Probably won't work so well in the future. We can only hope, but dang Ray have some respect. Yeah. We lost one of our best players to another country because pre-insanity that was out of everyone's control he and his partner decided to have a child um injury bugs playing uh like nine games in a month or something we played a game twice a week for four or five weeks it, it... man i'm so glad you don't teach right so so i, I drop I, your class so, so orange county has 20 finished on 24 points that's what 12 points away from first place 12 points away 12 points below that is atlanta to united so they were closer to the first place team than they were to last place team here's okay, who i would give f's here's who i would give s to loudon portland philadelphia rio grand valley okc real monarchs at 11 points las vegas lights at 11 yes. points again orange county finished the best point total to not make the playoffs. They had more you. points than Indy 11. Indy 11. I get you. I get you. And Real Monarchs deserve that F because they're the defending championship champions and they didn't make the playoffs and they had a horrible season, right? They got 11 but points. They didn't okay. even fire sale their team. Okay, but look, a lot of those teams that you were, you're calling off there, Alan, besides maybe Real Monarchs, are teams no one expected to make the playoffs. No one expected to be really good or even average good or even so does any 11 right? does any 11 get an f okay i i would say probably because they were a team that probably should have done better it's it's all based off of the expectations i i get it i may be i may be a very harsh grader when it comes to this but i expect if if a team heading into a season is expecting or is expected and again i will if we can get Oliver or Braden or any of the players back on the show to talk about this, I guarantee you, even after the pandemic break and when they came back, they were all expecting to be in the playoffs and be fighting for a championship at the end of the season, but they failed on that goal. So I have to give them an F. If we were at the level of, uh, you know, one of those teams Alan called out, and we were going into the season pretty much knowing that this was a wash and that we're just sort of doing what we have to do to look like a professional team, then I might be a little bit less harsh on what I'm grading. But again, because Orange County was expected not, uh, and I'll even say this, even the experts expected Orange County to be fighting for a championship this year. So again, I, I get it. It was a crazy season. There was COVID, there was a break, there was a condensed schedule, there was, uh, you know, racial and homophobic slurs going on in matches and, and all this crazy stuff that happened on the season. Again, it still is a failure for orange County to miss out on the playoffs. So, I mean, Hey, and Andy, thanks for that comment and thanks for listening. But 
Orange County was an AP team. We were a team that was expected to be in the playoffs. We were an AP team. So the grading is going to be more harsh on a team like Orange County than a Luden or, or whoever else we want to call out. So I'm just going to say that, and 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 we'll go from there. And, hey, who knows? Maybe we will get uh, Coach Braden Cloutier. We'll get Oliver on here, and we'll have them all. Hey, I will straight up let them hear what I'm grading them on this. We, we can talk about our grades with them. And, hey, they can agree or disagree with me. This is just my opinion as a fan and as someone that has an opinion. Alan, do you have something to say before we move on? Yes. So was what grade would you give the team last year? I I, I don't remember. I'm sure I gave them a grade last year. I don't know if you have that with you or, or I don't, or but I'm just curious. Retrospectively, what would you give the team grade last year? I would have given them somewhere like probably uh, thinking about it right now, not knowing what I gave last year. So if anyone remembers, feel free to let us know. Probably like a C plus B minus. Hey, do you know how many points they got last year? How many did they get last year, Alan? 54 points. Okay, perfect. Okay. If no, they um, if if they win the same rate of points per game that they did this year in a regular season they'd have 51 points. Perfect. But they had the opportunity, all they had to do was beat Los Angeles, beat Vegas, they're in the playoffs. So, again, you can you can throw stats at me all they want. In the end, they had the opportunity to get to the playoffs and, and do their thing. And we even had Frederick do on the episode saying that if they don't win against Los Angeles or Vegas, they don't deserve to be in the playoffs. And that's exactly what ended up happening. And this is a team that was expected to do good coming down to the final two matches. They still controlled their destiny at that point And they, they blew it. And I don't disagree that the season's a disappointment, but I don't think the season's a failure. I don't think it is an F like, yes, it's a disappointment, Yes, we the Orange County should have made the playoffs. They should have beat Los Dos. They sh- I mean, they did beat Vegas, but I think to say that this season is a failure versus this season is very disappointing. I think people in the front office, yeah, we we should be in the playoffs. But I wouldn't say this is necessarily a failure of a season. They were three points lower on on whatever on uh, Reyes abandoning facts. I mean, it's truthiness. Um, I, I'm all about I, passion, buddy. I'm all about and passion, and I'm telling you how I feel and at it's the true. moment. I, I think as a fan, you can say this is a disappointing season. I think you can say that based on your expectations that we didn't reach expectations. But even by that definition, you're still not saying it's a failure. I think it's in the moment. Yeah, I think in the moment, it's like, oh, I'm mad. We, did, we didn't make the playoffs, and we probably should have. And, you know, you're, you're a little bit angry. You're a little bit disappointed because it's a new feeling. Uh, but I don't think you can lab- label <laughs> or <laughs> I don't think you can label Orange County season an abject failure. Um, I, I, disappointed, yes. Uh, underperforming, yes. Underwhelming, maybe even. But even a student that gets a D, like if a student comes in that should be an A plus student and they get a D, it's not a failure, but you should feel the same way we feel now. Like if you're, yes, if you are Dylan, Orange County is Dylan as a student. Tons of potential and yes, should have like a 4.0 and be valedictorian. 
He does have four AAs, so I mean that's close to a four point oh, right? <laughs> Three AAs, um, but I, I mean, I, I would have a hard time looking any of the players in Orange County in the face and saying the season's a failure. Uh, let me say this, you know, fly one three zero nine one. That may be the case. I may look back at this in a few months and be like, yeah, I was really harsh on Orange County, but again, uh, I'm looking at it. I'm not. I'm not taking into account like this. This craziness that happened because everyone had to go through this craziness. So in my mind, this is a team that should have been competing for a championship, and they didn't even get to the first step to get to the championship, and that is making the playoffs. Let's let's end it there. I got the last word in. I, oh I, man! You can use your 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 thing you wanted to say, Dylan, on the random thought at the end of the match. But I do want to talk about one other thing before we get to that point. And yes, we're not really talking much about that low stose match because there was really nothing to talk about in that match. Um, very frustrating to watch that. Plus there was other things I think that upset us all more that evening than that low stose match. I think the second half of that match, we were all sort of over soccer at that point. We didn't really pay attention uh, to much that was going on um, except for really what we had to do just to know what was going on. Um, just earlier today, um, some of you may have received an email from Orange County in what is called the squeeze, I believe is what they they title this email newsletter, uh, that there's going to be some really – what? Uh, let, me, let me bring up the wording here really quick just so we can make sure we're looking at this correctly. Um, there we go. The wording, tomorrow we will make a game-changing announcement that will – define the paths and goals of our organization. Stay tuned on social. So apparently the, uh, we're recording this on Tuesday evening, which is October, what, 6th. So sometime on October 7th, apparently there's going to be something that the club is going to announce that is groundbreaking. Uh, we do not know what's going on, what the, what the club has planned on this announcement. But uh, I, I know there's thoughts. Everyone has thoughts on this. Uh, let me just share some of the thoughts. I'm going to pull up my phone here real quick. I'm, I'm sorry, Alan. I'm using my electronic device here to to share some of the information. But I did. We did post out on social media to ask everyone to share some of their thoughts of what this groundbreaking announcement is going to be. You don't have to hold it like right up to the camera, oh, like your face. Um, but let me go. Uh, uh, and, and I apologize if I butcher any names when I go on this. But Russell, is it Buto Butow? Um, he actually created a top 10 list for this um, and uh, some of the things on there that he was listing. Uh, what did he say? Uh, you know, Ugo and Darwin are scheduled for a bionic implant surgery in time for the 2021 season. Possible. Right. Um, uh, in addition to Chick-fil-A in and out will be the new food service provider provider in 2021. I think every Orange County fan, except for, you know, Rob Kiernan as a player would love to see an in and out truck at the stadium on game days. Um, you know, one of his thoughts, Wayne Rooney wants to live in OC and play for Orange County. That'd be pretty cool. Or, Hey, what about this MLS expansion in 2023? Orange County becomes the next MLS, um, club. Think of beautiful toe. Buto. There we go. Buto is the correct way apparently to say it. Thank you so much, uh, for your thoughts on that. Um, uh, we also had uh, some people agree with his one of his thoughts on here that uh, there will be big announcements on Pathway to Pro for current OCSC players, which will increase opportunities for young players in OC to move to OCSC's USL Academy teams. So a lot of thoughts on there. Um, hey, maybe an Orange County coalition 
or a Caroline Coalition bobblehead. Maybe we could throw Dylan's head on there. It'll just bobble I'm, around. God, I'm not the face of CLC. It's show us Dylan though, really quick though. Show us though what uh, what a Dylan bobblehead would look like. You got to bobble your head. Oh, I was like, am I supposed to describe this? Um, no, I'm just oh yeah, that's all. So you can see Dylan has really, really like tight springs in his bobblehead. It doesn't move too much. He just goes up and oh, down. He's, I, uh... He's just a yes man. Um, <laughs> Let me uh, go to you, Alan. Do you have a guess or a thought on what this big groundbreaking announcement could be tomorrow? Ten uh, percent off at the team store. Ten percent off, wow. man. That's, that's oh. a good discount there, dude, Alan. <laughs> I think so I pessimistic, man. Um, no, from the UFL, uh, like twenty-five percent on their team on their uh, league store or something. Right? I mean, it is hard to guess because there has been a lot of like really cool developments with Orange County with the uh, with the. Or, with Rangers, I almost said the Rangers, and I had to stop myself 12 times with Rangers FC. Um, I know, right? Progress. Um, uh, I'm I'm leaning more toward like youth development academy side stuff where maybe a little bit more formalized structure there. I know they've signed a lot of young players, and I know that's a huge um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, emphasis of the team has been to sign and develop young players so that would be my guess is something around a development academy official development academy or maybe even a uh, a lower league officially lower league in something like a you know a third division perfect um before i get to dylan and his thoughts csc two to nisa (laughs) before it's gonna be it's gonna be cal united um, before I get to Dylan's official thought on this, the, a couple more things on, uh, we had some uh, responses on Twitter too. The ones I read first were off of Facebook on Twitter. Ca- whoever runs Caroline Coalition's Twitter account, which is blown up with like 20 different ideas. Um, and one of those ideas happened to be uh, about Orange County, I believe, buying the stadium and the OC balloon uh, and rebranding it with the look you're seeing there on your screen. Uh, and... Uh, yeah, I think the OC Great Park Balloons account was a little confused with that. Uh, and I, I yeah. think they were a little bit um, nervous. I mean, over my deflated body. <laughs> so, hey, maybe that might be true, right? What else did uh, Caroline Coalition? Let me pull up some more thoughts. And then, Dylan, you can do your Tailgating thing. Tailgating um, in the parking lot. Tailgating in the parking lot was one of the the thoughts. Um, I got to pull this up. I, I Man, I should have been ready for this, right? Um Let's see. What else did we have on here? We had the pineapple dole whip at the con- concession stands. That would be pretty darn amazing. That would be game. Hear me out. There. Tiki um, room halftime. Yes. Yes. Get those parrots singing. Am I, are we legally the, allowed to talk about this? Or is the mouse going to shut us down? Put them in the opponent's locker room and, and freak those opponents out when they're there. Um, you know, maybe some big money joining the ownership group, uh, maybe a next player um, or Honda joining the club. Um, and yeah. Maybe another rebrand is what Caroline Coalition also said there, which, you know, hey, groundbreaking change that will define the organization. Um, Dylan, do you have any thoughts on what this groundbreaking thought may be? No, I saw it and I was, mm, and then you told me earlier to prep for a guess and I have. You still don't have one. <laughs> tried and I, I can't think about it. I my guess would be like a team that's going to play in that 
Development Academy replacement, but then that's not like really groundbreaking news because we had a team a play play in the Academy Cup last year. Um, I don't get two teams really on the cards. Those things cost money to run, and there's basically no upside to that for the level that we're currently at. Um, I think the drawing point for USL side over MLS side, and we talked to Francis and he said this, is um, well, you might actually play with the first team instead of just sitting in the reserves until you're 20 uh, or 25, and then the only thing left to do in your career is, like, say racial slurs to other players or something. I don't really know what their youth team does. Am I going too hard on them or something? Like, eh, whatever. Anyway, um, yeah, I literally have no idea what this is going to be. I don't think it's going to be the LA Blues of Irvine, like Alan's been joking, because Artie Moreno doesn't own this team. Thank God he doesn't. My hope is it's um, more money, honestly, in this club. That'd be nice to get some more money, uh, some infusion of money in this club, especially with what's going on. Uh, you know, my mind went in a couple directions when I saw the club make this announcement. And again, we have no idea what's going on with this. We haven't really... Um, been given an official word. I know there's going to be some sort of announcement. Um, we will get word of this announcement shortly prior to it going live. So we'll we'll, we'll eventually know something. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm looking at things like, uh, you know, we got this, this partnership with Rangers, potentially some of these players. Um, we've talked about in the past, some of these players that have these goals to get past Orange County. Nothing against Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, or the team. But there's some players that their goal is to be at a higher level of soccer. So potentially seeing something like that, like, you know, France Jacobs, we saw him spot, you know, sh showcased in that final match. Maybe there was a reason for that. Maybe the club is trying to show that he's ready to move on or, or get to bigger, better things. Uh, Aaron Cervantes has been with the club for a few seasons now and has proven to be a, a, a solid goalkeeper, still young at 18, but still has that potential to grow even more. And I think we've all agreed in the past that he's one of those players that probably has the skill set to, move on to bigger and better things at some point in his career. Um, you know, you have, you know, Kobe Henry, we saw with um, um, the one guy that never made an appearance last season with us, uh, KO, I believe uh, um, if, if I'm getting it wrong, he moved over to Germany. I want to rem remember correctly. I don't know for sure, but uh, so I, I looked at that as a potential option. Cause we're talking about like, you know, groundbreaking and, you know, I forget again what the exact wording was on there. I was also looking at it and thinking, okay, well, also you look at, uh, you know, maybe there is that potential ownership um, addition that can be brought in that we can see maybe to not only help bring in, in infuse the club with some money, but bring in a big name in the ownership group, like what you see in Phoenix and some of these other clubs. When you have a big like a celebrity name type thing, they they help. Uh, bring the fans to the stadium, right? I mean, nothing against uh, what Orange County does because they do, they, they, they really try to bring the fans to the stadium. But sometimes you just need this like brand name that's going to really grab the interest of people around the area. And that's that was another potential I was looking at because that could potentially work out uh, as as a thought. And my, th my third thought is maybe an additional partnership, maybe another partnership to coincide with, with the rain, the partnership with the Rangers, maybe there's another team that this club will partner with uh, that can help again with this development and this pathway to bigger and better things for a lot of these young players, which might work out with what we are hoping for with some of these players that are coming here, um, helping bring players in that have potential and then grow them and then find a way for them to get somewhere else. So I, I'm again, 
it could be any of these things. It could be none of these things. Who knows? Um, I think uh, Alan or Dylan, one of you two had wanted to chime in really quick. No. No. Okay. I just heard someone like click like they were unmuting. So I figured someone might want to say something. Um, but yeah, we'll find out in probably what, 12 to 15 hours from now, we'll, we'll have an idea of what Orange County's announcement's going to be. Let's, we can guess on this one. My guess, 12 hours, 30 minutes, and 40 seconds right now. There we'll we know. go. We'll know. Okay, perfect. Uh, <laughs> let's get to our random thoughts. I, I thought this would be a shorter episode, but we went a full episode because we definitely had a lot to talk about, and everyone was giving me a hard time about my grade for this team. Yeah, because you didn't um, take... Nah, whatever. Uh, let's go to Alan first. Your random thought for the uh, for this episode. Uh, my random thought is um, there's been a lot of negativity around the league and around a lot of things in life. Um, and I would encourage you to continue to be vocal and to be loud uh, and to even have righteous indignation and be mad and be angry uh, but make sure we are also realizing that we shouldn't remove people's humanity from uh, them when they do something bad. Uh, they're still human beings who have feelings and emotions, um, and we should hold them accountable and be angry and be mad. Um, but if we dehumanize them, we're no better uh, than the folks who dehumanized in the first place. Uh, so I would encourage us to um, continue to call out things like racism and homophobia in the world, um, but make sure that we are also not being the ugly that we want to get rid of um, and make sure that we allow room for people to learn and to grow in situations that those people are willing to learn and to grow. Um, so I would love to say, um, you know, I will speak, I will act, but also um, stop hate with love. Um, and I know it's coming from a position of privilege. I get to say that, um, but I would encourage us that when we have those opportunities um, to make sure that we um, make sure we take the time to not dehumanize each other because um, then we're no better. Um, and yes, anyone who is asked, tasked to do the right thing should do the right thing um, because people not being racially abused or being targeted because they're openly gay um, is way more important than any three points on a pitch. Thank you for that, Mr. Allen. Dylan, your random thought for the uh, for this episode. Um. Well, Alan kind of took the steam, but that's fine. This is really pervasive throughout all sports um, at all levels. This, um, there are multiple other, or there was one other person in, in the BGN um, who is the co-owner of a youth team, an assistant coach of a youth team, and, and a very similar thing happened in a youth match. Um, it's the same reason I stopped playing soccer eight years ago. Yeah, eight years ago. Um, it happens in professional sports all the time. It's really, really embarrassing that it's still happening. Um, and I think what we have to do as people, and again, much like Alan, this is coming from a place of privilege, but 
you really need to stand up for those who don't have a voice or for those um, whose voice has been taken from them in situations like this. You actively need to fight against this situation because if you are in a position of power and or a leader, uh, leadership position, and you see this happen, and your instinct is to say that it isn't that important, or it doesn't matter, or that it's part of the game, just being dismissive instead of tackling that and not holding people accountable only means that this is going to go on forever, which means that this is going to happen forever. Every week, we're going to have a conversation about something terrible happening. It's going to happen. There's so many soccer teams. There's so many people that play soccer um, in SoCal, in the U.S., in the world. This is a very, very pervasive issue in sports. And it's a pervasive issue in life as well. So honestly, if we don't stand up and and hold people accountable, um, even those that we trust greatly to be better, then we don't get to, to reap the joy of watching our sports teams play every week or uh, every three, four days. So be good people. It's my random well, thought every week is honestly just be a, be a better person. Well spoken there, Dylan. Um, I just wanted to just give a quick shout out to the players, the staff, the coaching staff in San Diego uh, for taking a stand for, for standing up for one of their teammates um, and basically giving up any shot that they had at potentially making a playoff appearance in their first season um, for the bigger picture, which was standing up for one of their teammates. Uh, and, and I appreciate that. And I I've become a fan of San Diego, you know, not only just talking with Alan and knowing Alan, but just from, you know, the, the message that they have, uh, shared with, with their fans, with the soccer world and the sports world. So it's pretty awesome. And, and good to see that there was some major media coverage for them, um, this past week, uh, as well. Uh, on a lighter note, I just want to say Sunday was an amazing day for soccer, uh, especially for me and Alan. It was great. It was the best soccer we could see. And I'm sure Alan enjoyed every, every minute of it. I, I think he didn't even watch it, which good for him because he would have been crying uh, for a week after watching all of that. Right, Alan? Alan doesn't want even yes. want to speak after that. I did not watch it. And I apologize to any Man U fans for what my Tottenham did to you. Uh, and and now you made some really crazy uh, panic buys by bringing in 33-year-old Edison Cavani and bringing in Alex Tellis, who's unproven at the level of the Premier League. So, come on, you Spurs. No bias, Stan. I don't care for United as a club anymore because I'm no longer 11 years old. But 30 years ago... People were also saying, you never win anything with kids but the class of 91. 92? Literally don't remember. Probably 92. And look what happened. Whatever. Blah, 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 Spurs. I'm sorry. I took this away from you. But you just have so many bad I got, takes. I, got, I couldn't let this one go. I at least have someone listening that 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 agrees with me that it was an amazing weekend for soccer. And I, I you know, Liverpool fans, tough luck. Leeds United was it Leeds United? No, Aston no, Villa. Aston Villa. Aston Villa. That's even worse. Aston Villa. No, it's um, not. Yeah, whatever. Uh, you can find me hey, on the interweb at. Go for it, Alan. Where are you? Where can you be found on the interwebs? Uh, A Underwood forty eight on the Twitter machines. Dylan, you got to point in the right direction. I did point in the right direction. At first, it you were pointing like this or something. the right direction. 
You can find me on Twitter at OCSE underscore Dylan, on Reddit slash U slash OCSE underscore Dylan, or on eldonnews.org under the byline Dylan Allen. Perfect. And you can find me at DJ Ray Samora. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at OCSE underscore SoccerCast, or just go to our website, OCSEpodcast.com, to listen to old episodes, read what we have to write, or just find out more information about Orange County Soccer Club. You can also go to podchaser.com forward slash OCSE podcast to um, listen to our podcast, find out more information about each episode, and also rate our podcast. Give us a rating. Um, We're not begging for a five-star rating. We're not begging for a five-star rating. I want to hear honest opinions of what you all think. So if you do go on there and rate, be honest about what you want to rate us. um, It's a 10-star rating. 10-star rating from Dylan there. Uh, Alan, are you ready for what you're going to do next? Thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, the official scarf supplier to the MLS, USL, the UMLS. I don't even know what that is. To the MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get your custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Are you tired of the same old cookie cutter templates from Nike and Adidas? Looking for a unique, completely custom kit for your youth club, Sunday League squad, adult, or even pro team? Or USL, for that matter. Icarus FC can help you create the kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Let them help you design your new custom kit today at IcarusFC.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to this episode. We wish you the best week. We'll be back next week with another episode of this podcast. This is the Orange Black Soccer Cast for Dylan, for Alan. I'm Ray, and we are out. <laughs>